Welcome to today's episode of Retail Initiative. I am so excited because, look, like two weeks ago, we wrapped up my second in-person event uh, with my friend Tara Austin from Ruthie Grace. We had 55 people from all over the country fly in, and we, we dove deep into the strategies and tactics of what it takes to grow online. And I want to spend uh, the next three episodes diving into one of the core pieces of what we talked about. And it's these three key ingredients, uh, the three things that really need to be mastered and where we want to see growth. And it's not traffic conversion retention. I know I talk about that all the time. Uh, it's really, it's deeper than that. It, it kind of undergirds, I don't really use that word, but I, I used it now. Uh, it kind of just sits, is the foundation below everything else that we do. Uh, so I'm going to cue the theme and then we're going to hop into it. Uh, and I'm excited that you're here. The rules of retail are changing. One by one, corporate retailers are closing their doors and some call it the death of retail. But those rules never apply to independent retailers like us. We're writing our own rules. We're here to answer the questions about how to grow your business, stay competitive, and still have a life. I'm Josh Orr and this is the Retail Initiative Podcast. All right, so let's dive in. So at the event, um, one of the things that we realized was that there are really three pieces that go into building a successful, not even online business. If we're if we're honest, this is any business. Uh, but I want to talk about it in a way that applies to you, uh, and it in, that is that growth takes place in three areas. One uh, is you as an entrepreneur. Two is your customer, and three is your brand. And really, what happens is a lot of us want to spend so much time really diving into one. I think brand is one uh, that we can do a lot. But if we don't spend our time on the others, we end up without balance. And the work kind of, you know, focusing on our brand, but not our customer, and thus not really elevating ourselves as entrepreneurs, it ends up falling flat because we don't have a strategy behind our tactics. I talk about this all the time, and this is really where that hits home. And, and so this week, what I want to do is dive into part one. And part one is you as the entrepreneur. If you really, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is where do I want my business to be in three years? Where do I want my business to be in one year? And not just from revenue. I mean, revenue is a piece of it. But really, it's like, what is success? You know, success has two sides. It has the financial side, but then it has to have the fulfillment side. And financial success without fulfillment is never, ever going to be enough. There's never an amount of money that we all of a sudden have where we are fulfilled. We have to start to define what is a, fulfill what is a fulfilling life. And then we can reverse engineer everything else around that. And so I started to ask, what do I want my business to feel like? What do I want it to look like? What do I want my role in it to be? Uh, and I'm working now at reverse engineering that. But here's my question to you. Really think three years from now, look at your business and ask yourself, where do I want it to be? What, what revenue number? do I have? What um, what profit margin is there in that business? What does my team look like? Uh, what sales channels am I selling through? And how does that look different from today? How am I gaining new customers? Uh, what weaknesses in my current business does the business three years from now not have? 
and this is where you as an entrepreneur comes in, is if you think about it, is the you of today, is who you are right now as an entrepreneur capable of running that business? I, I think an easier way to look at this is think of your business today and think of the version of yourself three years ago and think, is that person capable of running the business that I have today? I can say for myself, if the Josh of three years ago took over Streamline Retail and Manifest right now, uh, I would implode it. Like in one day, I guarantee you, I would have come in, I would have known everything and said, oh, but we need to change this and this and this. And I would have imploded everything. So now the question becomes, how do we, as the entrepreneur, how do we become the person capable of running that? Because the good news is, is that you don't have to run the business of three years from now. But if we could elevate ourselves and become better, we could probably shortcut a lot of the things that we're, we're looking for. Because the mindset that we need to get to that goal, if we could adopt that mindset today, how much faster could we reach those goals? And so there are a few things that I talked about at the event, and I want to share those with you because I think they're important. So the first question is, what has stopped you from reaching that goal already? Like, think about what are the reasons why it hasn't happened? And really, there are two sides that we could take here. Uh, there are the sides that we could blame things like uh, if we like or don't like who is president, or we could look at things like the economy. We could look at the hiring market. Uh, we could look at the things that are out of our control, or we could choose to look at what are the things that are within our control. Because the thing that I've learned is that the pieces that we give blame to are the things that we give control to. When we blame something for our problems, oh, no one wants to work now, and that's the reason why my business can't grow, then our business will never be able to grow until this hiring situation goes away. Where if we blame that for our ultimate success or failure, then we gave full control over to it. And this is the case across a lot of businesses. If COVID was your biggest problem, then your business can't get better until COVID goes away. If your spouse is the problem in your marriage and not you, then there's nothing that can be done to improve your marriage until your spouse gets better. When we give control, when we give blame, we also give control. And so if we look at how do we take that back, it's acknowledging, and this is from Jim Rohn, that like the circumstances that are out there are out there for everyone. And they are just things. They are just out there. They exist. Um, and the thing, the path to growth is us. The path to growth, growth is for us to change. You know, the quote from Jim Rohn is, it wasn't my circumstances that changed. It was me. My circumstances never changed. The algorithm didn't get better in my favor. I got better at social media. E-commerce didn't, the software didn't change. I got better at creating a better online experience for my customer. My team didn't change. I became a better leader. So if we can elevate ourselves and elevate the things that we blame and ignore the things that we can't control, that doesn't mean that they're not real. The economy is real. The economy is impacting our business day in and day out all the time. But if we blame that for our problems, then it's not going to get better until it, get, it gets better. <clears throat> and so I think here, this is where we have to adopt a pathway um, to per, for personal development. 
We have to elevate ourselves. And I think personal development is the path to get there. Uh, and I think that starts with first changing how we think, because how we think changes how we feel, which changes how we act. I got this from my mentor, uh, Taylor Welch. And it's really had such an impact that the mindset that I was approaching every single day was approaching, uh, it made the way, like my team said something, or if a client said something, uh, it was crazy that my mindset going into that day totally impacted how I felt about it. So if I can control my mindset, I was able to then control my feelings, which then controlled my actions. And it's amazing what kind of cycle this is. And as we're, as we're doing these pieces and we can start to reverse engineer where we're wanting to go, we can start to apply principles to everything that we're doing instead of jumping from tactic to tactic. And so there are some essential beliefs that I think are important to adopt. And I, I think this is true for all of us. Um, in working to elevate ourselves, the beliefs that I think are necessary, um, one, that we can acquire any new skill in any area at any time, uh, whether it be from a book or a course or whatever. Sometimes the skill that is needed, we are purely, we, we are perfectly capable of pursuing and acquiring. I think sometimes we get stuck in the things that we don't know how to do, but if we can just say to ourselves, hey, but I'm capable of learning whatever I need to learn at any time. Now, the challenge that I'll give to you is I think maturity comes from knowing what that skill is. Some of us think that we need the skill of Facebook ads when really we need the skill of leadership. We need the skill of delegation. You know, I've had so many people tell me about their their team problems and if I ask like, okay, what leadership books have you read? If the answer is like, well, I haven't really done anything. Okay, have you listened to podcasts? No. If we're not investing in those things, we're not going to grow in them. And so we need to acknowledge, okay, what skills do I lack? And then where can I turn to learn them? Because you are capable of doing that. Second, and I'm going to get a little woo-woo woo here, and I'm sorry, but it's the idea that money flows easily and natural to me. I don't need it. I don't have to serve it. And there is more of it than I could ever need or spend. This is where we get into abundance versus scarcity. And I can tell you from, from so much experience, when I go into something not scared, but with an abundance mindset, I get so much more out of it. When I've gone through courses or programs or coaching or worked with agencies, and I have this fear mindset of, of what, oh my gosh, if this fails, I just don't know what's going to happen. It's crazy that it ends up almost like mirroring itself onto what I'm doing. And I know this is a little woo-woo, um, but I promise that if we can tell ourselves like, hey, money is easy. The strategy and all of those pieces, that can be challenging, but money itself does not have to be difficult. And then I want to circle back to the other one. I focus on what I can control and I completely ignore what I can't. If we can obsess over what is within the realm of our control and ignore what we can't, this frees up emotional and mental energy to focus on what moves the needle. And lastly, um, really it's this idea that both failure and success are temporary. Winston Churchill said that it was not, I'm going to totally botch this. I should have Googled this beforehand. Um, but it basically, it's not about success or failure. It's about the courage to continue that both, uh, both of the time, like both times when you are succeeding, realizing that that can be temporary, can be taken away, can go away. And we have to show up each and every day and build the, our next success. And if we're in failure, which is going to happen, 
What's awesome is that failure is not permanent. Failure is a temporary thing and we can move out of it. We can grow out of it. And gosh, I don't know about you, but when I'm in a hard moment, remembering that it's temporary can sometimes make all the difference. Um, So that is the first piece is uh, if you leave with anything today, it's this idea that if you want to grow your business to a certain level, we have to become the person capable of running that business. And the best way to do that is to elevate yourself. Uh, And so that's part one. The next two episodes, we're going to dive into customer, uh, what that looks like from how they shop to who they are to uh, some of their deeper desires and some of that that type of stuff that's going to impact your marketing a ton. And then we're going to dive into building a successful brand. And how does that translate online and social and ads and all of those pieces? So I'm grateful that you listened. I hope this episode was encouraging. Uh, And so I challenge you to put in the work. Uh, Think about how can we elevate ourselves and become who we want to be. In transparency, there are several people that influenced uh, a lot of what I said, and it's even hard to know who is every bit. Uh, My mentor, Taylor Welch, was one. I probably Tony Robbins. I'm not sure. I listened to him a lot. And then Jim Rohn, Zig Ziglar, those people uh, likely influenced a lot of the ideas. So if it sounds like I stole something, I probably did, but I didn't mean to explicitly. Um, But they definitely impacted the thoughts that were in this episode. So thanks for listening. And I will see you next time.